Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another episode. It's good to be back. It is good to be back, (laughs) my friend. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We did episode one, season five, episode two of season five, and then I got overwhelmed with lots of stuff. Yeah. I know I got in this house middle of September, was moving around during construction, wood floors, painters. And when the painters got here, Sal, I was painted in a box. I didn't even have a space (laughs) to kind of like carve out and record. They were in every room. I was like, this is difficult to live in a home and do renovations. And if that wasn't enough, I was honored to be asked to be a part of the Mystic Film Festival as director of festival operations. I knew this on my trip to LA. They called me. I was in the festival game for a long time. It's a very prestigious, great festival. Joined them and the festival was last week. So as we got closer, my role got more and more intense. And last week and leading up to, I had to shut it down. I had to work all day, all night. The event was a hit. I got to do my own workshop panel, talk about my career, which was amazing. And then I emceed the awards. I mean, I had no time to record Cobra Kai. And the whole time I'm having all this fun, I'm feeling guilty. Sure. Even at my talk, which is kind of like a TED talk is what you called yeah. it, my panel discussion, I was telling people like, you know, I feel horrible right now because I am behind and I don't like to be behind. So we are back in studio, Sal, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, well, those are your roots. You, your roots are indie film. Yeah, that's how you and I met. You and I met through your indie film, yeah. strictly and background, festi- and then, and then your film festival. festival. So this is yeah. going back to your roots. Roots, and then that that panel was amazing. It was an hour and a half, and it concludes with just curious media and the people in the room were like, "Oh my God, what a great career!" It was it was an honor. It's just sometimes you realize you stretch yourself a little too thin, and the timing sure. was tough for me on season five. I'm actually, I've been in this house for two of the recordings. Now I'm in my studio and it's still being calibrated, but I'm elated and I'm ready to get rolling on episode three through 10 and get right back on track. I'm excited about episode three. I'm also excited about those. What do you call those ceilings? They're at an angle. The slants. Yeah. This, I like second, that. Second story. Uh, yeah. I'm into the hall. It's got these cool acoustics. I'm putting soundproofing on here very soon, but uh, great room, great space. When you come visit me, we'll record right here. I'm looking forward to it. But today we are covering season five, episode three, Playing yes. with Fire, a very yes. fitting name for this episode. Yes, I am gasoline. So before we jump in, Sal, a quick word from our sponsor. Okay. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. Very good. It'd been a while. I slipped up there. It happens. Well, I hope you've been manscaping at least. Don't tell me that's your business. But I just want to remind everybody out there, listen, just because it's the fall and winter, you still got to manscape in the fall and winter. Yeah, even on the East Coast. (laughs) Even on the East. 
So Netflix brings this Cobra Kai. Thank you, Netflix. This entire season came out on September 9th, 2022. Again, this is season five. Can't believe it. Episode three, Playing With Fire. The IMDb rating, 8.1. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Set up, Are set they up, all in the eights? Episode. All in the eights. And we yeah. got some, I'm sure, in the nines. Wow. The synopsis for this episode. Another enemy of Daniel's past resurfaces. After a spa day and some soul searching, Sam comes to a decision about her future with Miguel. Oh boy, Sal, we are in for a treat with this episode. Oh yeah, I like this a lot. I revisited it today, right before speaking uh, with you. Yeah, as did I. And, yes. Yeah, and at the end I was like, I, I'm not lying. I'm sitting there going, that was a good episode. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm covering this later. Yeah. All right, so we open at Encino Oaks Country Club. Daniel Chosen, Cousin Louie, Anoush, oh. they all finish a round of golf and Chosen wins and says, Beginner luck. Now, Sal, where <laughs> have we heard that line before? Nine. I use that line in my personal life now at this point. <laughs> uh, that was from Mr. Miyagi saying that to Daniel when Daniel mm -hmm. caught a fly mm -hmm. with chopsticks from the original Karate Kid, right? Yeah, Miyagi was a little annoyed. Yeah, yeah, he was so a, little, easily. a little jelly. Yeah, he did get his, uh, you know, redemption by get, catching his own fly. He did. Did Miyagi catch on. a fly at some oh, point? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he did. But anyway, that's where beginner luck comes from. Yep. And who knew that Chosen was such a good ball striker? No idea. So they're all having a time at the country club, and out of nowhere, who arrives? Oh. <laughs> Talk about a, a buzz kill. Uh, Terry buzz Silver. Kill. Terry Silver arrives. Terry Silver arrives. And, and he looks so big. Doesn't he oh, look so huge. giant he's next to Daniel? Yeah, I mean, Daniel's not like a tiny guy necessarily. And yet Terry Silver looks huge. Yeah. And he warns Daniel about sabotaging his dojo because he sent old Chosen in there. <laughs> Sensei Joe. And then Silver tells them to him, them, everybody to stand down or he'll bring back some of his old friends. So, and it got me thinking, hmm, <laughs> whom do you think he's talking about? Well, I, I think we're all thinking the same thing. Before at this we point. know, before we yeah. know, I started yeah. to get really excited. Like, here we go. This is it. Mm. Now we know. Now we know. Yeah, because it's like a build. Yeah. This is like yeah. building for this. And then here's Snake. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then uh, great lines by Silver and Chosen. And please, we saw this in the trailer. Yeah. And Sal, why don't you do your best Silver and Chosen? <laughs> Silver says, you're playing with fire, Danny boy. And Chosen says, and I am gasoline. Boom. So great. Your Chosen's getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to. I, I'm growing as an actor. Yeah. So great scene. We knew it was coming. Here it was. And then I also love how Anoush and, <laughs> and Louis play off of each other. I, I mean, want they, more they Louis and Anoush. Like I want more of them. Their own show. Yes. They live in an apartment together. The odd <laughs> couple. And Anoush talking about Silver is like, who's that uh, giant Bond villain? Yeah. You know, just referring to him. Like, of course, he doesn't recognize him. He's humongous, as you just pointed out, and it's spot on. He does look like a Bond character with his ponytail, his hair slicked back. 
But I also love the exchange between Anoush and Louis going on about the free drinks because essentially Silver's throwing down like, hey, drinks are on me. This round's mm. on me. He's now a member at the <sighs> Encino, Encino Oaks Country Club. But Louis taking free drinks orders a round of pina coladas, <laughs> which is like super lame. And Anoush takes issue with mm, it, saying yeah. that's something you order at Sandals Resort. You don't do that here. They just could banter all day, Sal. And I love it. I like the sandals reference. I think they could also uh, throw in Club Med while they're at it. Yeah. Now, wasn't sandals, didn't that used to be Kokomo? I don't know where it was particular, but I remember the advertising. I think at the time I was like somehow involved in some sort of like advertising sales. And I remember I kept seeing the sandals ad. It was always like a couple walking down the beach. It was like yeah. a couple's thing, wasn't it? it? No, it was a couple of things, but I thought it was Kokomo and Kokomo changed to sandals. Remember the Kokomo song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who, who did that? Who did the, the Kokomo? Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. That's fun. That's a fun it one. It was in the movie Cocktail, if I do recall. I got to watch Cocktail. Very good. Tom Cruise. All right. So now we're at Diaz's apartment. And Miguel makes breakfast for Carmen, <sighs> Rosa, and Johnny. But Sal, this doesn't go so well. When they first show the plates, when they first show them, I go, oh, that looks like a hearty meal. I'll, I'll have that. Sure. But I guess, yeah, it doesn't yeah. go so well. He went off menu. <laughs> he made up his own recipes. It didn't go well. And it causes Carmen to get a little sick. Well, that's what we think at first, right? It could be yeah. a number of things. But at, in that moment, we think it was something. Miguel is a horrible cook yeah, and yeah. he made his Not mother sick. Yeah, eat Miguel's cooking. So then Johnny, of course, has a funny exchange with Carmen here right when he gets in. Yeah, because something about his car was vandalized. Is that what he's talking about? Somebody had tagged graffiti on his vehicle. Was that what it was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Johnny says it should be illegal to deface someone else's property. And Carmen says it is. Yeah. Unbeknownst to him. Now, let's go back in time to season one of Cobra Kai. And he's defacing some uh, billboard. If yeah, I'm yeah. Drawing a, drawing a penis. Yeah, a giant right penis. And then Anoush and Louis had to go clean it off. Yes, that's right. Yeah, great stuff. So he forgets that. Someone mm. should make this illegal. Meanwhile, he's uh, partaking in that. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, you, you move on in life. Like, for example, yeah, when I was a teenager, on. I was I used to write graffiti as, as a teenager. Yeah. And today, today, no. uh, don't like it. You're not tagging things anymore. Don't like don't like graffiti. I mean, if it's like art is one thing, but like t- just tagging like on buses and stuff. Uh, no, no, no. Don't do not it. In, not into it. No, no. So now we're at LaRusso's house and Sam eats an entire box of grape uncrustables as Anthony <laughs> enters. Now, I was not familiar with grape uncrustables. But they look <laughs> like PBJs with the crust cut off. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. yeah. Look like. My mother never would have bought those. No, mine never would have. No, no. My mom was like into health food a lot. Yeah. And these don't look very healthy. But anyway, Sam's a little depressed, thinking about stuff. Yeah. And- what I love about this scene, Sal, besides Anthony coming in and calling her Sib, not Sam. Hey, Sib, do you ever call your your siblings Sib? No, you know, I was going to mention that, you know, these scenes with the with, with the siblings, it seems like on shows, the common trope is that uh, siblings are fighting. 
Yeah. Did you fight with your siblings a lot? Because I was last born. I didn't really fight so much with my siblings. No, one is five years younger and one's 15 years younger. So five years younger, you know, there was a little bit of like poking. But we were like, she's in middle school. I'm in high school. Yeah. yeah. If, you know, I'm in middle school. She's in elementary. It was a big enough span where it's like we weren't fighting. We mm-hmm. would kind of tease each other a little bit. But for the most part, we had different interests, different friends, yep. you know. So and they're a little bit of an age difference here, but not too, too much. But what I did like, Sal was the fact they're in a scene together. Because yeah. I remember a few seasons ago, I was like, are they ever even talking? Mm. You know, sometimes they would purposely not even talk and communicate. Yeah. But Anthony's become a bigger part of the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually just liking the fact that they're communicating. Now they're busting balls in the scene. They are yeah. fighting, but they're not really at each other's throat either. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not hatred. It's not it's not hatred at all. No, like she's making fun of him. Something happened to you on Fortnite, playing online video games, and he's talking about karate, and then she doesn't want to talk about karate. So they're not getting along. They're just annoyed with each other. Yeah, yeah. But it's great to see. Constant annoyance. So now we're at Miyagi-Do, and Daniel and Chosen are strategizing. And I like how Chosen's back sore because he's been sleeping on the, you know, in the guest room on a couch that doesn't fit him so well. And uh, Daniel's apologetic about that. Oh, that's what it was. So it wasn't like an age thing. It was just, no, it was he the couch. was like, ah, oh, that sofa. Okay, and, and, yeah, you know, I'm sorry about that. But then Sal, it happens. Perhaps mm. the greatest line <laughs> in the history of the show as chosen asked Daniel, if he knows any of silver's friends, he says, Mike fucking Barnes. I laughed so hard <laughs> on the first viewing. I couldn't believe it. They went there. That's how we know. That was the reveal. It's Mike Barnes and he's in this show. We knew it was coming. I know, I know, but that's how you do it. That's the Brilliant. official reveal was, was that Brilliant. Moment. Has Has Daniel dropped F-bombs before? I can't confirm or deny, but this was the best one. Yeah, it was good. Great, great line. Good, good soundbite. Great soundbite. Yeah, that should be like your ringtone. So now we're back at Diaz's apartment because we're ping-ponging back and forth as we do on this show. And Johnny and Carmen finish, toss out the breakfast, and they talk. And Sal, are our suspicions coming true about Carmen being sick? I mean, did you even think anything when she excused herself? in the? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, yeah. when she excused herself, I I thought, oh, morning sickness is is what I thought. Right? They're having breakfast, right? It wasn't dinner. We're having breakfast. She excuses herself. Yeah, Miguel thinks, oh, it's my cooking. Grandma maybe thinks it's the cooking, yeah. right? She well, doesn't and, know. And she's not even in the scene. She's not even back here. Miguel's not. It's just the two of them. No, no, but when they were having breakfast, Grandma was there. Yeah, maybe she was, you know. And then maybe. she excused herself. Yeah. I don't even think Grandma knew. <laughs> Grandma had <laughs> been smoking that for her. Yeah, she went smoked. But it is true. She is late. We don't know any more than that. She That's all we know. She is late. And yes. Johnny turns into a character out of three men and a baby. Yeah, I got to hand it to Johnny. I really do. Like, I have a lot of respect for Johnny at, at this time. Yeah. He wants to step up to the plate is what he wants to do. Yeah, but he becomes a bumbling, stumbling <laughs> idiot like uh, Ted Danson, Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg in the Leonard Nimoy directed film. Didn't know that, did you? 
I did not know Leonard yeah. Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby. But no, he's dropping his keys. Like it's like he's like oh, he's just losing it. No, like, you remember he makes he makes the baby like no, a, a twelve pack. Is that's that later? later? That's, that's later. That's the okay. montage. This is just when he learns that she's late. He's kind of like, oh let's go, yeah, let's he's go get a pregnancy too. test, and he can't even drive. It's like that he is okay, sharp to drive. Slow yeah, down yeah. there, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's played it out in his mind, mm-hmm. and he's he's losing it. Well, you know, if you consider the relationship he's had with Robbie. If well, you if exactly you consider yeah. yeah that relationship, I would imagine he's like I, I cannot screw up again. I, I can't, can't do make the again. same mistake again. Yeah, this is a yeah. do over. But it's funny to see only him goes from like coolest guy ever to oh my god, she's pregnant. Yeah. As they did in these movies, like change a baby's diaper, and it's like the worst thing yeah, ever. You know, yeah, yeah. that's just that's just what came to mind. Sure. So now we're back at the oftenly frequented tattoo parlor mm-hmm. for Eli. And he's turning the Grim Reaper into what, Sal? Uh, what is it? A lotus leaf? A lotus? Yeah, lotus flower. It a looks lotus great, flower. Okay. by the way. I got to say. Really impressive because he didn't know what to do with Grim Reaper. He's no longer that guy. And, of course, across the room, Miguel bummed out. Yeah. And Dimitri's and, a good friend. He asked about him. He's like, how you doing? Exactly. Brings him in the conversation. Yeah. And I love how Dimitri's comment about how Miguel and Robbie usually break out into a John Wick style fight. That was pretty funny. And it's true. All of a sudden, it's like Matrix. You know, they're running on the walls. They're fighting because they had to spend this whole car ride back from Mexico. Yeah, I would have liked to have been in silence, probably. Yeah. What was that like? Awkward. Yeah, exactly. After all those embraces with Johnny. And then Miguel receives a we need to talk text. Yeah. So have you ever gotten a we need to talk text? Oh, sure. Yeah, you <laughs> oh, can sure. tell by tone. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I actually like talking to people via text because I get to say everything I want, how I want, but mm-hmm. you cannot um, the tone. Uh, affect tone. Yeah, yeah, tone. People will pick up the wrong thing. There's that a sketch I really love from uh, the Keenan. What it's not. It's not Keenan and Kel. Let I forgot. It was, it was a sketch comedy about these two guys. Okay. And they keep misinterpreting each other's texts over and over and over. And then in the end, they end up getting into a big fight because they completely misunderstood everybody's text because of the tone itself. Well, the text is from Sam, just to be clear. And this launches into a great sequence because Eli and Dimitri are helping Miguel. I love how you shoot over to the other side of the phone and it's Sam's phone and Yasmin and moon. They're all at a cafe, you know, like diner and they're all kind of uh, taking control of the conversation. You know, Yasmin and moon are telling her what to write and same with, they they hijack her phone and Miguel gets his phone and and they're doing, they're actually typing (laughs) it in and they're being real shorthand Kurt. And it's only causing more confusion. It's a really, because your friends, When you're in a, some sort of dispute with a loved one, your friends, they want you to be cool. Oh, yeah. they want you to be the cool one, yeah. you know, and it, it, yeah, it doesn't work out. It does not. So now Daniel and Chosen are on another stakeout. Also, the title of the sequel to Stakeout, which I've mentioned on a previous episode, another stakeout. But this time, Sal... Who are they watching? <laughs> this is funny. They're, 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 they're stalking Mike Barnes. They see him entering some sort of like a, a loading dock. Well, he's leaving his house first. Oh, yes. And yes, they, that's they, right. they really yeah. follow Wait a him. second. Wait a second. How did they figure? How did they find out where he lives? They've got friends at the DMV. I mean, come on. It's Daniel. He's got LaRusso Auto Group. Okay. I'm sure he's like. Tracking you know, license plates. Tracking yeah. him down. And then we get a little 
footage from the Karate Kid Part Three. Yes, we do. Which is great to see young Mike Barnes. Yeah, because you see what an asshole he was, is what you get totally, to see. Totally. And a great exchange about how Barnes was trying to kill Daniel and how you don't forget or forgive somebody for that. <laughs> and Chosen's like, Hey, yeah, <laughs> I, I tried to kill you. Oh, yeah, no, we're good. We're good. No, no, no. You and I, we're fine. It's the other guy that tried to kill me. Well, the like, funny thing is, like, Mike Barnes didn't ever really try to kill Daniel, whereas uh, well, Chosen tried to kill Daniel. Let's think about when they're climbing up the rope. Okay. They could have died. You know, that got a little hairy. That was dangerous. That yeah, was very, very dangerous. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Sign the paper, sign it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, they do follow Barnes to a warehouse and they see him, some tools from his uh, trunk and then a bunch of goons. Look, okay, I got to say, I got to say that was like a a high end BMW, like a seven class, I think. You're going to have like power tools in the back. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's no, no on. box, no case. Nothing. I will say this. I was very suspicious as soon as I saw Barnes. I immediately thought what they're reading into this is completely wrong. Oh, and you my, thought that? My instincts were right on, but I, it plays better for the show. I, I mean, I went all the way to the phone call. I, w- I was seriously, uh, I was, I was, I was, I was like, gullible. Is, I'm gullible. So he, I, there's no way him and Silver have reunited. I just didn't <laughs> believe it. Everything you're saying in the phone call. But w- 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 yeah, w- that's why I was like, oh, my God, the show's taking it to this absurd level. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Low your roll. So now we're at the pharmacy and Johnny and Carmen look for pregnancy test. This is funny at the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the pharmacist to get a pregnancy test. You do not. (laughs) Nor do you have to ask them where it is. You can just walk around. (laughs) But Sal, when Johnny wants a refund. Ah, yeah. That was funny. Awesome. So please describe. Yeah. Johnny wants a refund on these condoms. He presents these condoms to the pharmacist and they're like a tiger glove. Best condom in the wild kingdom. These are like what you get like at a truck stop. You know, exactly. Like, like these are not sold here, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. They're not sold at Walgreens, Rite Aid, all the major drugstores. Oh no, no, no. This, this is what you might get from a vending machine. Yes. Right. At a club, truck at a nightclub. Stop. How about Night that club truck yeah. stop? Mm-hmm. And then it even says like condoms for your pleasure, not for her pleasure, <laughs> but for your pleasure, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> nice. So then Johnny again loses his confidence. He starts to worry. Here's a baby. Some guy oh, he sees that shop. guy with the he's baby. A, he's yeah. at the pharmacy and he's trying to you know, calm down his crying baby who's might oh, have an yeah, earache yeah, or yeah. something. And he starts to kind of flash back to where he wasn't present for Robbie. And Carmen gets annoyed, Sal. And they kind of like exit. She's like, I'll get the test later. I don't know why she waits later. It's in her hand. And they yeah. both leave. I don't even know if they left together. Mm. Like they both drove, but she's annoyed and he's got to go man up, essentially. Like, yeah. think about this. Meet me here on this page of things. You're somewhere else worrying about overthinking everything, essentially. A lot of worry, like more worry yeah. than Carmen. Like Carmen, you know, because Carmen had a child mm-hmm. and has been a good mother. That's exactly right. Yeah. Johnny had a son and was not a good father. No. So these two events will affect both parties differently. Yeah. So now we're at a spa. Looks really cool. Of course, Moon and Yasmin take Sam to this spa to get centered, to help her. And so I got to say, the self-actualization pod would be not a good fit for you from what I know about you and your fear of being stuck in places. You know, I do have extreme claustrophobia, but (laughs) 
I have because I love. Remember that movie with uh, William Hurt? Um, Which one? Oh, what was the um, movie with, with William Hurt? Oh my! Altered gosh. States. Altered States. Okay, Correct. Altered States introduced this what they called the sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. So in my twenties, my friends and I visited the sensory deprivation tank a couple times. Yeah. Guy in Pasadena had one, and you did? it was a great. Yeah, it was a great deal. He had. He would give you a massage. He massage you. Throw you in the tank. It was fantastic. Hold so on. I did the go sensory back, deprivation go back, tank. Go back. He'd massage you. Well, it was like his like thing. He would did like he was a massage Were you therapist. Clothed? It's a massage. You're not really. You know, got a towel. It's a professional massage. Professional massage. Yeah, yeah, professional massage. And then tosses you in, there. and then throws you in the tank. <laughs> It was fantastic. And I especially appreciate it because of the movie Altered States. OK, so now that was corrected. in my 20s. Would I handle it today? Because my claustrophobia has gotten worse over the mm. years. Mm. Uh, I, I'll try it. I'm willing to give it a shot. What if you had to crawl in a tiny opening? To get- <laughs> oh, those, those guys that explore caves. Forget no it. Way. No way. Forget I don't it. even have that big of a fear, but I'm not doing that. I'm no. sorry. OK. So now we're at the jewelry store. Very nice. Dimitri and Eli take Miguel here because Dimitri has this idea. He knows how to, you know, help break through to Sam and, and get Miguel on the right side of things. And while they walk in here, so he spots the perfect gift for Sam, which is a little octopus charm on a chain. And it's been uh, discounted to $182. Which is might as well be a thousand dollars to these guys. Well, but that's not the thing. Quite. Not well, quite. you know, I was just thinking early in this episode, like all the characters bounce around all over the place. Like, how do they get around? Do they have cars? Do they have Uber? Do they Uber. bus it? Do they, they bike and it? These guys could pull their money together. They could help Miguel out, right? So, and also, I just want to say what comes to mind right away, as you both know, Pulpo. Pulpo, the which was the name of an episode too, right? That. Exactly. The octopus mm-hmm. from the arcade. Yes, yes. The so, they, so the octopi have octopi. a sentimental meaning for Sam. Yeah, and when Miguel. Miguel and Samantha had their great date at golf and stuff, golf and stuff, yeah. reminiscent of the Karate Kid. So it all goes back. I love how the show is doing callbacks to itself, mm-hmm. not even to the movie, uh, sort of adjacent. But I like this. He spots it. He knows he has to have it. And yes, 182 discounted. Okay, so we leave. A lot of these short scenes, of course. And now we're at Barnes's warehouse. Now that's what we know it as. And Daniel goes alone. He doesn't let his chosen get out of the car. I got this. I'm going to go check on this. And Sal, what happens here? Because we started yeah, to is- talk about this a minute <laughs> yeah, ago. Because Barnes is on the phone saying like yeah. all the perfect things. Like, oh, that Italian guy. Oh, flown in from Japan. Like, he says everything to match the scenario. I'm going to cut these legs off. And I'm going to, you know, all these things. Buzzsaw. Yeah. And so Daniel interrupts. He grabs the phone, starts yelling into the phone, thinking that it's Terry Silver. And it's like some lady. She's like, who are you? He thinks it's silver. (laughs) And it's some lady. And and Mike's closing a job. Yeah, that's what it was. It's it's a furniture deal. You know, and a 50% whatever. That too, the 50% thing. That was a big thing. And now it's, which was also in the Cardi Kid Part 3. But now he's got, he loses 10% because the person's like, can you put Mike Barnes back on? He, you know what? If Daniel wouldn't have interrupted, Barnes might have had 50%. Yeah, he had it. He had it in the bag. And then I love how Daniel calls Silver a ponytailed pimp. Whoa. And then we find out that Barnes was actually talking about a Florentine table. And he owns this 
furniture store. Mm-hmm. So Daniel was completely wrong. And he's been wrong before when he zones in on something. And it's a great sequence. It's really funny. Well, wait, hang on. You know what that shows us, Jason, is that, that? Daniel found where Mike Barnes lives. Yep. He found where he works. Yep. But did like no additional research Nothing. like at Nothing. all. Yeah. Assumed he was a goon and in the mob. Yeah, exactly. All these guys online. are like employees. Yeah. But he thinks that they're goons. Yeah. yeah this has got to be a henchman. You know, we've already talked about Bond villains in the earlier scene. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what feeds into this whole thing. It's like, you know, is he also a Bond guy? Who are these henchmen? But not to be. Mike Barnes is legit. He owns a furniture store. It was his father-in-law's at the time. He met him, met his wife. And so Daniel was wrong. And it's pretty funny. And then we cut to Johnny's apartment. And this is pretty funny because it's another online search for Johnny and he's looking up as soon as he starts typing, how I love Sal. I know you saw it. Tell us what popped up on screen initially before he got to the search he was looking for. Well, you know, when you go into search, you start typing in the first letters, it'll start the autofill because you've done it before. Yes. (laughs) So, so he starts punching in how, and it says how to tell my student I'm banging his mom, a previous search. And I think we've seen this. But he. Was but I gotta actually, hand it to. I gotta hand it to him. He's willing to learn. He's, he's willing to, yeah, he's willing to say, learn. "I need help," and go to the internet for help. So I gotta yep. hand it to Johnny for that. And then he types in, actually types in, how to get ready for a baby. Mm-hmm. And this again feeds into my three men and a baby or three men and a little lady. The sequel. Yes. yes. This kicks off the '80s baby proofing montage. Mm-hmm. And this is your Coors Banquet six-pack. Yes, yes. He's learning to do the, you know, the origami baby fold and tuck the baby in. And it's a six-pack and he loses one of the, you know, bottles. Yeah, and it breaks. He drops ah, yeah. He needs to work more. He hangs a lighthouse photo. I won't talk about it now because he references it in a later episode. But to be continued, folks. Trust me on this. Yeah, teaser on the lighthouse. That's a super teaser for this particular photo of that particular lighthouse. But then, so he opens up the cushions of his sofa. Ugh, not good. What he? Why does he have roaches in his sofa? What the hell's going on here, Johnny? This reminds me of that MTV movie Joe's Apartment, and it's just like ah, oh, that, that's just when the roaches. That was a bit much. Like, gosh. <sighs> anyway. He needs to clean this once and for all. So this is motivation for change. Yeah, it's like too much bachelor pad. Too much. Too much. Carmen just lives right there, bro. And she's over all the time. Clean it up. It's I guess when you see Johnny's apartment, we're led to believe Johnny probably spends more time at Carmen's than Carmen goes to his place. Yeah, exactly. So now we're at Agora Fine Furnishings. And why don't you give the viewers and listeners a little background on Agora? Well, I'm assuming that Agora means Agora Hills, which is exactly uh, north of I'm in Los Angeles. It's north of Los Angeles on the off the 101. Yep. I think it would be Ventura County. So it'd be L.A. County, then Ventura County. You have Agora Hills. So I think it, it implies Agora Fine Furnishings is in Agora Hills, California. And I've had many meetings there. There was a distributor there or a post house that I would visit a lot and drop stuff off. I knew Gore Hills very well. Not too far off the freeway, you know, 45 no, minute drive far. from my old house. Yeah. But definitely this is playing into Agora Hills. Yeah. Uh, it and it's a nice, a very nice, I would say, what, upper middle class suburban area. Yeah, it's really nice. Very clean. So Daniel and Barnes catch up. 
Barnes even apologizes. Love hearing this. Much wow. like, you know, when Silver apologized to Daniel, but it's different here. This is a different, he's a different guy. He's not in that place with Crease. So he apologizes earnestly, honestly. And then we find out more about Barnes, how he was, we know he was banned at the All Valley, but he was banned from karate. He made it sound like he couldn't fight in tournaments anywhere. Cause I was thinking, yeah, yeah you were just banned from Al Valley, but they must've like yeah. called every other tournament, told him that these guys were, you know, terrorizing this uh, young uh, champion. So you know what it was? It, was, it was the, uh, Mike Barnes was the original canceled. Canceled, cancel culture, cancel Barnes. And then he talks about, which I started to talk about a minute ago, but he, he fell in love and he fell in love with not only his wife and her father owned a store, but he fell in love with woodworking. Yeah. And that's his new passion, using these hands to build something. And yeah. Daniel's floored. You know, you know what? You know what? It's like meeting a bully and going, oh, you're like a softy now and a nice guy. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, I want to get revenge on you bullying me, but you're like a nice person now. So, yeah, exactly. I can't do it. And he did beat Barnes. Let's be honest. I mean. It was mm -hmm. a lame fight, but he yes. walked away the victor. Yeah. So Daniel got his, you know, mm -hmm. in that movie. But uh, I mean, Johnny terrorized Daniel. Barnes only did a little bit compared to what Johnny and the Cobra Kai's did. Now, Barnes and them did tear up Miyagi's little trees. That happened. And they crossed the line and they terrorized the girl and nearly pushed him off a cliff. But Johnny just seemed even worse at the time. You know what the difference was? I just realized the difference was uh, with Johnny. It was personal with Mike was Barnes. Personal. He was just sort of a, a hired gun. Yeah, exactly. He only took it so far because he just wanted to become 50% of Cobra Kai and Cobra yeah, Kai yeah. blow up. He wasn't the true sinister one where it was definitely silver and crease pulling the strings. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why I thought that Johnny was tougher. It was more personal. It was for Ali and Hey, whatever. Daniel's definitely had his fair share of bullies mm -hmm. in his life. By the way, I just want to say for the record, uh, I admire woodworking. Absolutely. I do. I, I admire it. Uh, and I respect wood. Okay. This just ten. <laughs> no, is pro remember, the, remember the Kirby enthusiasm about they putting a coaster down? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Absolutely. respect wood. I respect, I respect wood. wood. So now we're back to the spa and Sam is in her pod. You know, they're all on a pod. Yeah. As many moon. We don't see them yes. in theirs. And she is haunted by many visions. Yeah, now. this was we've never had a scene like this. No, this is like something out of a movie. She yeah, yeah. This Daniel, is like this is like Russell a 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Gal, Robbie, Moon and Yasmin in their Halloween costumes. Tori's voice. But then Sal, it's Sam. It's like Sam Black Gee, Sam White Gee, good versus evil. Sam, she's fighting herself. Yeah, I like that. And we like all that. are kind of fighting ourselves, aren't we, Sal? I think it's the metaphor for the only one to overcome is yourself, That's right? It. We are to just overcome ourselves and any perceived enemy out there is just some sort of embodiment of ourselves. Two Sams enter, one Sam leaves. Oh, I like it. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> so it's a really good sequence, though. They're actually yeah. fighting. And you know, Sam has become quite a fighter. Samantha, Mary. This is a really cool sequence. Yep. It's totally black, kind of like the pod. Production value, very high. And then as it gets heated, Moon opens the pod just in time. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, just in time for Sam anyway. She's kind of outside of her yeah. body. I mean, and those things can happen. For those of you who've never yeah. been in one of these tanks, the idea is you are floating in salt water. So you do not feel anything. Right. There's no sound. You do not hear anything. You don't taste anything. You don't touch anything. You don't Very smell anything. 
all your that's why they called it originally sensory deprivation. Your five sensors are gone yeah. and you're just there floor and all you got is your mind. That's all that's you all smell? you got. No, well, there's nothing to smell. There's nothing to smell. Salt. There's nothing, maybe? there's nothing to smell. You're floating. Yeah. You're usually nude. I was nude when I did it. Uh William Hurt was nude in altered states. You were just doing the William Hurt. I was doing the William Hurt version. Rest in peace. The idea William is to Hurt. rest in peace. The idea is to float nude in salt water, not feel anything, taste anything, touch anything, hear anything, smell anything, no. and just go inward. That's the idea. Well, Sam's a never nude, so she was not nude. In her well, nude. this is a family show. No, we don't need her nude. She needs to be clothed. <laughs> but anyway, she's fighting all that. Very disorienting, and Moon bails her out, and it's like. Oh, they had this great experience. You know, you has been a moon where they had the blissful experience where Sam's just working on her. Yeah, yeah. They had a good trip. She had a bad trip. Exactly. So now we're back to Agora fine furnishings and Daniel and Barnes joke about a rematch. Kind of like a Rocky three there. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're having a little bonding moment. And Sal, like I said (laughs) earlier, I saw this come. Did you? I did not. I it was like only a matter of time because <laughs> the way they were kind of doing, you know, some playful moves, yeah, like and from yeah, afar, yeah. I, I really did. Not only did I saw the other thing coming, I was just waiting. And I knew it would be a, a good comedic thing. So, Sal, what happens? Well, as they're doing this sort of uh, what I call playful bonding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I'll fight you. I'll fight you now, you know. And Chosen walks in, thinks that it's an actual fight. He runs, kicks Barnes, destroys a table. Yeah. They're fighting. Daniel gets hit yeah, head on. Daniel takes a punch, falls a punch from Barnes. Chair. Yeah, not, not on purpose. Misses yeah, Chosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chosen doesn't get hit very much, but they're going at it here. And then I love how Daniel gets control of the situation. Something Miyagi does and can do, grabs your wrist, puts you in a hold, and gets yeah, them both yeah, yeah. in a hold. That was and like, good. hey, guys, no, no, no. He's trying to explain this in the moment. Like, no, no, Chosen, you're wrong. This is not what it appears. Gets control of things. But before it even gets rolling, I love Chosen's line. And what does he say as he comes in and kicks him for the first time before he crushes his knee? What does Chosen say? I was worried about Barnes for that knee. Yeah. Crushing. That was I was thinking, tough how's he going to come back from this? But I think he was okay. Chosen says, they show no mercy. We show them no mercy. Yeah. And then Chosen goes on to say, as we find out, they're listening to Daniel. This is a mistake. No, no, no. All's well. And then we cut the Chosen and we hear him utter what? Oh. If this is misunderstanding, you better call ambulance. And then we cut to the dock. Mm. Well, yep. I didn't see this coming because this is brilliant. <laughs> we see the carnage that Chosen left behind. Now, he didn't kill these guys, but he no. literally beat up all of the workers on the dock. And they're yeah. just like moaning and groaning, kind of like Karate Kid uh, Halloween night yeah. when Miyagi takes out all of the Cobra Kai's and skeleton outfits. Yeah. They're all, I do it again, son. Uh, yeah. uh, the good news is, unlike the uh, Halloween night in the original Karate Kid, I think these guys may be eligible for workman's comp. Yeah, I, I really so. hope they get workman's comp for this. Well, one of the best things is when Barnes looks at Chosen, just like, what? Who is this guy? What? <laughs> Why did he beat up these workers? I mean, it's priceless. And Dan is just like, no, this is Chosen. It, it's, it's such <laughs> a great moment. Really funny. And now we're back at Johnny's apartment. And so things are looking pretty good. Johnny's assembling some furniture. The place is looking better. And here comes Miguel. 
And Johnny offers him some milk because there's plenty in the fridge now. <laughs> Not a lot of the uh, Coors Banquet, but he's got milk because, you know, babies need milk. Sure. And then Johnny gives him some advice because Miguel's bummed out about Sam, this text, and what to do. Yeah, he tells him to tell the truth. Tell the truth. You know what? I've really I've been thinking a lot about this lately, you know, because you think about when somebody uh, does something wrong, does something bad, makes a mistake, hurts somebody, whatever it is. And there's the denial or there's the cover up. Right. Um, Historically, politically, we see the action. Then we see the denial. If you just just tell the truth, just admit it, just tell the truth. I think people innately, inherently appreciate that. There's a president that goes by that model, there was right? something that that, that something occurred down, you know? oh how about that oh yeah i will not tell a lie <laughs> i will not tell a lie yes it's great advice and it was great to hear johnny like not only has he flipped the script on his own apartment and given this man cave it's more like a family yeah it looks uh, nice. place now family nice. apartment adult but respectable very adult but he gives great advice like Yeah, he could have said, hey, what's that babe? What's she all about? But he's not that guy. Now he's grounded and he gives him some good advice. And Miguel's even like taken aback. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Tell the truth. She's going to have more respect for you. She deserves the truth. And it's not like he messed up on purpose. They were both fighting with lots of things. Miguel's trying to go chase down his father and she's dealing with something in this tournament and these demons with Tori. So no one's really in the wrong. They just weren't communicating. Yeah. essentially it's not about wrong or right it's just about no. yeah uh someone's hurt and what did i have to do with this and how do i make up for it. it yeah how do we get back on track mm-hmm. here? Yeah. so now we're back to the agora fine furnishings and daniel chosen and barms are recovering which is great <laughs> they're all recovering they got like ice packs on yeah them. ice packs and, and and having another bond so this episode is really fun because man we are getting to see barnes and we like barnes you know, much like Chosen, we immediately got on the right side of Chosen when after he messed with Daniel on the bar scene. But uh, this is the same thing. I'm loving it because Daniel's like, what do you know? I got to get something on Silver, anything. And Barnes mentions he remembers Silver's shady ass attorney that did his contract back in the day for 50% of Cobra Kai. And so the contract was to have one teenager terrorizing another. So Daniel's idea is (laughs) if I can get my hands on that contract, I can expose silver because anybody who does this is a bad person, essentially. But, you know, I I also thought when they brought up that original contract from Karate Kid 3, um, I was wondering if maybe Mike Barnes would have a case today that he owns 50% of Cobra Kai. I thought the same thing on the second watch. Maybe I thought it initially, but I was thinking that like, you know, Cobra Kai finally came back. You know, it finally came back and was. And they got commercials now. However, Sal, he didn't win the tournament. So it it was was probably all contingent on winning. I bet you that's what it was. You have to do this to get. Well, Terry Silver is going to drop a contract that will no matter what benefit him either way. And if he did win, it would have been 50% of one dojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He would have, uh, yeah, tweaked it. Yeah. Why why honor contracts with men who have none? There you go. So while this is going on, Chosen is taking a shine to this sofa that he's sitting on, this (laughs) couch. And then I love how Barnes perks up and says what? Well, he says normally that couch is, uh, what, $1,200. But for you? 
2000. <laughs> it's and almost like was, soup Nazi. Yeah. No couch for you. Yeah, no couch for you. And that's the tufted blue suede sofa. And yeah. yes, Chosen knows it's going to work better than Daniel's old sofa in the guest room. But what cracks me up is then they go outside to load it on top of Daniel's car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would never in a million years allow that, even on my <laughs> SUV. No. Like, and no, no, no. and well, hang Not on. I delivered. And the guys who are doing it were the guys who were just beaten up. And he's telling them to be careful. No blood on the sofa. No blood that I caused you to have uh, coming out of your body. I would have still been laying on the floor grabbing my neck. Yeah. Well, they'll do anything I, chosen once. I need an ambulance. Walk That's this to LaRusso's house. So now we're at Miyagi-Do and Sam and Miguel are there. Well, Miguel shows up. Sam is there. And this is really sweet, Sal. So. It's a very tender scene. They both apologize yeah, to one yeah. another because, again, neither one of them are really wrong. No. They just had different things going on. Well, it's one of those things where she needed him, but he wasn't available. He needed and, her, but she wasn't available. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you think like, okay, we hug it out, we talk, and we move on as a couple. Not to be. No. I think we've all, I think most of us have been in this situation. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. On, on one side, side or the other. It. On yep, either absolutely. side of it. Yeah. But what happens in this instance? Well, Sam says she needs a break, but they can still be friends. And I think anybody knows that. In fact, our next door neighbors, our next door neighbors just moved a nice young couple. Mm-hmm. We become friends with them. They just moved back to the East Coast. Everybody, everybody going east now. And um, slow down, it, guys. Stay there. Yeah. Stay, hey, there. stay on Morrison Street. Um, what it has to do with is breaking up but amicably. It's an amicable breakup. We're friends, but we're breaking up because she needs to find herself. He needs to find himself, whatever. It's a friendly breakup. I need space. It's Wait, not a fish. Did they move back to the East Coast together? No, he's, he's going to take her there and then he's coming back. Yeah, Got it. that makes more sense. But yeah, so they so she needs a break. And anytime somebody says they need a break is really just, I think, a nice way of saying it's over. Mm. But that's like sort of a soft it's a softer way to say I'm breaking up. I need Didn't, a break. What was Nell Carter's show? Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat. No, no, that was a Kit Kat commercial. Yeah, I love it. Give that me a show. break. Yeah. Give me a break. And it wasn't the old, I think we should be friends. It was, I'm wounded. I don't even know what's going on. I've been dealing with so much karate and all this stuff. I want to be your friend for now. Who knows what the future holds? It wasn't the, I think we should be friends speech. It mm-hmm. was not that yeah. because even Miguel understood it, took it and said, yeah, I get it. We should be friends. We can be friends sure. and it's great. However, I'm telling you this could connect Miguel, and so can Sam, of course. But when Miguel walks away, it just comes out of him. Uh, He's I didn't like it seeing back. this. I oh, it's like so hard this. to see. And then Sal, what else happens? I was a young man myself, Jason. Mm. I have I have cried. I have cried over girlfriends in the past. In fact, I remember one time mm. a girlfriend broke up with me. Mm. I came home. I laid on the floor. I cried. And I told myself, Sal, you can cry for 10 more minutes. I looked at my watch, 10 more minutes. And I gave myself 10 more minutes to lay on the ground and cry. And then I stood up, fixed my collar. Okay. Never cried now. since. <laughs> Never. I need to cry. I, I could use a good cry. I really. I'll have a cry session some episode. So Miguel looks at the little 
Pulpo, the little. He bought it. We didn't know he, he bought. bought it. I forgot about that. Yeah, the speech he, with Johnny was he like had that. he was going to give it to her tonight. I give it to her. Yes, go on. Instead, he just drops it. Right, kind of lets it fall out of his hand onto the yeah. ground. I would have done it. it more dramatically. I would have been like, like thrown yeah. it on the ground. You know. Yes, he drops it, and uh, not too far from where Mister Miyagi's Medal of Honor was found. Oh, like that was dropped that? by. Well, remember it was stolen it was and stolen. found, and it was yes, just in yes. that area. That was in that know, area. It just reminds me of that. Oh you wow! Know? Yes, but yeah, very sad, very touching, yeah. and seeing to see them kind of part ways, but they're just in different places right now. That's you know, there's so much to be said for that. Different places in life, mm-hmm. also different a, places, a different show. Yeah, different place. <laughs> no. Was that a different? Was that <laughs> could, the name could, of the show? Could have been a show in the '80s. <laughs> So now we're back at Johnny's apartment and he's, he's hanging a picture. He's still banging up pictures. It's nighttime and Carmen comes over and Sal, Johnny stepped it up, man. This place is baby proofed. He's researched music because babies can hear it in the womb. He's talking about Metallica. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmen sees like, who is this Johnny? He wants you to know? play metal to the baby. Play metal. I mean, this is like, she's having a baby. He got ready. That John Hughes movie. Kevin that was the Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon yes. So uh, I love it. And Carmen immediately takes to it and shares what? Well, it looks like she ended up taking the pregnancy test after mm-hmm. all. And she is indeed having a baby. Oh, baby. Like, that's big news for this show. I mean, this show is going different strokes, bringing you Sam in. I wanted to say Johnny. Our, our family ties. Well, <laughs> I wanted to say Johnny 2.0, but isn't Robbie officially Johnny 2.0? Yeah, this is Johnny 3.0. This is Johnny 3.0. Yeah. He's got Robbie. He's got Miguel. And now he has baby to be. Probably be a girl. Probably will be a yeah, girl. Yeah. Hello. I hadn't thought about that. Yes, absolutely. It has to be. Has mm-hmm. to. Our twins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. The future of Cobra Kai Twin is girls. built Twin girls. now. So now we're back to Encino Oaks Country Club. Episode begins, episode ends at Encino Oaks Country Club. And Daniel's in the steam room. He'd already reached out to the attorney. I didn't say that. That had happened when Chosen was getting the sofa put on his car. Mm -hmm. He called the attorney, left a voicemail. Well, Sal, it comes back around here because what? I want to just remind people out there about voicemails. And text messages. You know, I tell people, don't text anything you don't want screenshot. Don't post anything you don't want screenshot. Yep, yep. Don't leave a voicemail you don't want any, anyone to hear. The best way to talk to somebody is really not on the phone and face-to-face. That's the, the old-fashioned way totally. is the best way. Because here is the voicemail now coming back to haunt him in the steam room. Talk about spooky. Mm. Spooky, right? Yes. And steam room, we always remember Karate Kid 3. Uh, oh, yeah. Terry Silver. Silver likes the steam room. He likes the steam room. Yeah, that's like his area. That's that's mm-hmm. his his world there. And here's Daniel hearing his voicemail that he left to the attorney who we never meet. We don't know anything about no, this attorney. Nothing. We don't even hear his voice, but we hear no. Daniel's voice. And then immediately he knows. And we hear Silver as he comes into frame through the smoke, the steam. I guess it's not smoke steam. Yeah. And well, at first I thought, no, at first I thought Silver was smoking a cigar, but he wasn't. Smoking. He <laughs> could have smoked, been smoking a cigar. Great. Why yeah. not? Why not smoke a cigar, Silver? You're in the steam room. And what does Silver have to say? You and I are going to be seeing a lot more of each other. First, I'm going to deal with my old friend and then I'll deal with you. I told you not to play with fire. 
And then we do <sighs> cut away. We do leave the Encino Oaks Country Club, but for a quick shot, we go back to Agora Fine Furnishings. And Barnes arrives, gets out of his car, and we hear it. You can already hear it crackling. Mm. And he turns to look, and the building is in flames. You know why? I told you, you know not why. to play with fire. And the name of this episode? What is Playing it? with fire. Playing with fire. Oh, my God. I would want to, if I were Mike Barnes in this moment, I mean, does he know? Does he know in that moment? Well, he knows definitely something is amiss. This is Silver's yeah. all of a sudden back in his life and taking <laughs> that on Barnes just puts it in motion. You know, you know what? Dan, the, Daniel this, doesn't know this at the time, but please, no, but on. you know what, though? This puts Daniel in that place where like, does Daniel being in your life wreak havoc in your life? Mike Barnes was fine before Daniel came back. I know it's I not know. Daniel's fault, but it Daniel kind of brought this to Barnes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bar- Barnes is collateral damage is what we would say. Yeah. And then, Sal, I noticed something. I'm sure you did as well. There was a credit on screen. Did you happen to see that after the Cobra Kai logo? No, I did miss that. It was uh, a sad moment. It was uh, in memoriam for Jeff K. Oh. 1965 to 2021. Mm-hmm. And he was a first assistant director on Cobra Kai and died of a heart attack on October 17th, 2021, while filming the fifth season. Oh, well, that's a nice tribute. Yeah, it was really nice. And I looked him up. He was credited on two episodes as being one of them. So very sad. I do remember hearing about this months and months ago, like someone on the show crew had died and, and then I didn't think about it again. I looked him up then and I looked him up now and it was a, a nice tribute. Very sad. And just wanted to point that out because Very I sad. caught rest it real fast. Peace. Like, oh my gosh, yep. absolutely. Rest in peace. Uh, Jeff K, his family, friends, everyone on the crew. I'm sure it was very unsettling, but um, this show tends to credit these types of things. And I No, that's I, nice. I really, I like that they do that. It's yeah. very nice. I think it's very giving. So that is the end of episode three. <sighs> And it was a a great ride and a great setup. And we got Barnes back. I mean, this is the episode. We got Mike Barnes back. Yeah. And it looks like he's going to be around. Exactly. This is a little bit. uh, I'm gone. I mean, you guess you could. You could do that. I'm not going to go ahead. But it also kind of just brings him back in the fold. Yeah. yeah. He just lost everything. So. Well, if somebody lights your star on fire, you got to do something. Exactly. Help Daniel, because Daniel is on this quest to, to chase down silver. Also love the stuff with Chosen. Chosen is growing on me every episode. I love it. I love it. I love it. Give me more Chosen. Um, yeah, it was a really good, solid episode, and it sets up what's to come. I couldn't be more excited to jump into episode four. And now we're back to the regular frequency style, so we will be hammering these out. Uh, if I don't go run another film festival and move into a new house. So, uh, <laughs> you have, Jason, you have what they call quality problems. Quality problems. Thank you. So. Anything else you want to leave us with? No, man. I'm excited to be back. It's good to talk about episode three. It was yep. a great episode. I really, really like this one a lot. I think it had a lot of uh, up and down, up and down, like a roller coaster, a lot of turns. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Cobra Kai at manscaped.com.
So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.